We represent you. Outside again, Tupou away, Tedesco pulled it in, this time it's Kiri in support. We feel you by your presence. Via Rooster. Well, Roosters fans, what another great week to be a Rooster. 28 nil reasons why over Parramatta. That's right. Our boys went up the Bruce Highway to somewhere to play a game against the mighty Parramatta Reels. Well, 28 reasons a smile for the Roosters. Adam Kieran, great kicking. Joey Manu, sensational. JWH, as Bell's predicted, and he's 250th. What a game. So much to like. Sammy Walker, well, he's leading from the front, Silky. He's getting better and better and better. What a week to be a Rooster. Welcome to Roosters Radio. I think Nick Politis is so happy he's going to end up buying the stadium for a car park. Silky and Bells, what did you think? Yes, boys, it was a great game on the weekend. And Hargraves, what a win for him. The team just dug deep and for that 250th game, he had an outstanding game and it was just awesome to watch. Yeah, that's right. The game was built up in and around JWH's 250th and and he had a cracker. But I have to say, guys, you know, it was tough to watch the first uh, opening stands, that, particularly that first 15 minutes. Plenty of errors, plenty of drop ball. On the commentary, they said the humidity was about 80%. So, uh, you know, we'll talk to uh, our special guests later on uh, on the podcast. But, uh, yeah, a good win and some outstanding performances. Well, speaking of special guests, Silky, uh, let's let our fans know that Nat and Egan Butcher, that's right, the greatest duo at the Roosters since the Morris Twins, are coming on tonight to talk to our fans, and we will talk to them on behalf of the fans. should be a great interview. But it was a clunky game, I must say. The first five to ten minutes, you'd be forgiven for thinking, geez, this could go either way. Parramatta with a few errors, uh, you know, and we'd have an error, and it was, you know, one error for one. Uh, they crossed the stripe twice and uh, just didn't get any chocolate, so... There was, uh, the game was marred at the beginning, and then we just seemed to hit a bit of a rhythm with Joey Manu sort of leading the charge, and uh, J-Moz goes over for his uh, try. We really hit our straps and got a bit of a rhythm through Joey Manu, and, of course, J-Moz goes over for the first try, and for those who uh, had a first try scorer, what great value he would have been. Just on that point, Bush, I thought Sammy Walker in particular set up those first two tries. They went down that right-hand side. Uh, you know, he gave that final ball, that double cutout to Jamos. Um, but I thought he was outstanding once again, set up a couple, scored on little show and go in the second half. Just really impressed with his performance. Yes, Silky, I thought Sammy played awesome. And I actually uh, thought their combination with Drew, I, I, I thought they played really well together on the weekend and you could really see that come through. I've mentioned on the podcast in the past, it's what Drew Hutchison does off the football that really impresses me. If you watch his game, and it's very hard to see it on the TV, but away from the football, he's directing traffic. He's like a traffic warden. He's moving people here. He's always talking. And, look, I I think he's been a bit of an unsung hero. His defense is sound. He's got a good kicking game. Uh, And that combination with Sammy Walker, it seems to be getting better and better each week. I'm really happy with the way the six and seven are playing. And I tell you what, Sammy's defence, I thought he improved immensely on that as well. He made some big tackles um, and solid defence as well on Papalihi and Paulio. Like, they were some big around-the-leg tackles there to pull those big fellas down, and I thought he played really well. 
Tell you what I love, guys, and uh, Eddie's 250th Bells, you predicted it last week. I thought Jared had Junior Paulo's measure. Uh, There's a couple of times they had a few collisions and he looked up, and when I say his measure, it was certainly just an amount of respect. They looked up at each other and and Paulo just sort of went, you know, like good hit. Or you could just see there was a, a level of mutual respect you see with two just big men colliding. I would not want to be in the middle of it or anywhere near it. But I tell you what, what a great effort from Hargraves, just leading from the front in his 250th. We're all hoping he got across the stripe. I know there's quite a few roosters that uh, were back in that. But uh, wow, what a performance from JWH again. Yeah, he had a great game. And as you just mentioned, Craig, he really forced some errors there and they were turnovers, you know, and it just changed the momentum of the game. And yep. his leadership just was outstanding on the weekend. And whatever he's doing this year, he's just got to keep doing it because he's just on fire at the moment. Guys, on a bit of a sour note, J-Moz came off the field with a hamstring injury. Uh, they're saying it may be five weeks, you know, a bit concerning. Mate, it is a concern considering, um, you know, uh, what happened with uh, BMOS earlier in the year and we all know he's forced retirement up at Newcastle. So I think our hearts are in our, in our sleeves for a little while. But look, you know, it's only, it's it's getting later in the season. There's only a few rounds to go, but he's the type of player that you'd bring him back for a grand final. He's just so experienced and, uh, you know, he's, he's a great player to have around the younger troops and, and we just can't afford to uh, not have him on the field. Well, I do note the team lists are out for uh, this weekend's matches and Dale Copley, who we've picked up this week, as a matter of fact. He's been uh, rushed straight into the side. So you can just see uh, how depleted our outside backs are. I might mention Silky Dale Copley, former Fit Services and Radio Hub, sponsored uh, centre three-quarter. And, uh, you know, gone gone up to the Brisbane Broncos again and the Gold Coast Titans. And, uh, and good to have him back. He's a great, solid young player with a fair bit of experience now. Talking of centres, I thought the other centre, Adam Kieran, held himself to good account. Uh, obviously, he kicked well. It was great to see us getting a few between the sticks. But also thought he defended well and uh, set up Toops' try in the second half. I was really happy with his performance. Yeah, I, I thought he played really well in the centres. He's, um, he's kicked chases as well. He just he chased that ball down and kept him down in, the, in our own 20 there. And quick hands as well, which is what you've got to do in those centres to get the ball out to the wing when you're on the fly like that. So I thought he, he played really well in that position. Yeah, his rise has reminded me a little bit of uh, one of our favourites, uh, Ikevalu, who has just, you know, risen and risen. Bell's up from the Central Coast as well, Central Coast boy. And, uh, gee, he just keeps getting better and better each game. But his goal kicking was second to none. I mean, he just kicks with the confidence of Willem Powerfish. <laughs> I tell you who was another standout for me, but boys, um, Manu, he had a, a fantastic game. He's just... Um, getting better and better as well. It'll be good to get him signed and confirmed and to keep him at the Roosters because he's just playing outstanding football. He uh, topped the run metres on the weekend, got 331 run metres and, wow. and most line breaks. So he's just playing awesome. And he capped it off with a nice little meat pie at the end there, the little uh, quick tap and ta-da the goose. Yeah, it was a great little move that. It hasn't. Uh, it's not something that there's often seen these days. They always stop and approach and, and you know, touch base. I thought that was an interesting point in the game, and I know he's later on apologised, but we did rattle the opposition. You could see that uh, the artist formerly known as Clint Gutherson had a bit of a crack at one of his players, and to his credit, you know, like a true leader, and I I do like him and think he's a good player, but just interesting to see that uh, the game had frustrated him so much. I think that's what we did. I think we sort of frustrated the Eels, keeping them scoreless. I wouldn't have wanted to wake up Brad Arthur uh, the next morning and try and find a solution. I think it's one of those games for them they'll throw away, but for us, 
it was a really gutsy win. It was a great performance right across the park, and especially for some of our younger players, Silky. You know, we've got our two guests coming on tonight, the Butcher Brothers, Egan and Nat. We know what we get, Nat, for every single week. He's, you know, he's like an old car that keeps running, you know. You just don't get, you know, any change out of it. You don't get any difference. He's just consistent and reliable. And Egan's really hitting his straps. Look, I couldn't agree more, Bush. Egan's first touch actually led to a try. He did a barnstorming run yeah. straight through the middle, quick play of the ball, and we scored off the very next tackle. Look, I've said it before on the show, I just think that he's playing with confidence. I think he's got that belief now that he should be in the squad. And uh, look, I'm predicting big things on the, from the back end. There's been a lot of hype around young Egan Butcher, and it took him a long time to, to crack it in first grade. It seems like he was forever on the bench or the extended bench. But having watched him particularly the last two to three weeks, I, I really feel like he's uh, he's ready to do something special. Well, your predictions are pretty spot on lately, Silky. I think you nearly got the score prediction on the weekend, 28 to nil. The old Bondi wall went up there to Mackay and we kept them to nil, but you got the closest one there on the weekend. Well done. <laughs> Yeah, they don't pay second and third, unfortunately, Bells, but uh, it, was good. Yeah. it was good to get close. <laughs> I, I saw the NTD written all over his Bells. Yeah. What was his prediction? Do you remember it? I think it was 32 to 6, something like that. It was much better good. than us, Craig, much better yeah, than no, us. Yeah, no, I had 24-16 and you just a little higher, but he uh, – well, 32-6 is pretty close. We'll give him that. Yeah, yeah, you can have that. Thanks very much, guys. Well, you're listening to Roosters Radio, and when we come back, the Butcher Brothers themselves, Egan and Nat. Well, welcome back, Roosters fans, and a bit of a coup for our Roosters faithful. We haven't got one but two guests on tonight's show, and it just so happens that they're brothers. It's a big Roosters welcome to Nat and Egan Butcher. Boys, welcome to Roosters Radio. Thanks, Jill. Thanks for having us. Hey, how are you, mate? Very well. Now, Egan, you're making your debut uh, on Roosters Radio, mate, but firstly to you, Got to say, mate, the last couple of weeks, uh, you, you've come off the bench and you, you're really starting to hit your straps. It looks like you're a bit more confident in and around the team. Is that what it feels like? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I um, feel like I've grown a bit of confidence since my debut game and, and really enjoying my footy at the moment and getting on there and just making an impact um, off the bench. So, yeah, really like that. Mate, it took you a while to kind of crack it in first grade. So the journey, it seems like you've been around forever, but to finally get that opportunity... What was it like? Yeah, it was, um, yeah, did, I feel like it did take a little bit longer than it, um, I wanted it to, but uh, I think it meant, meant a little bit more when I did get that opportunity and, um, yeah, I realised how much I wanted it and, um, yeah, didn't want to lose the spot once I did get it. Egan, can you tell us? I mean, you've played a stack of footy. We know how, uh, you know, as a schoolboy you played, uh, you know, a, a you know, schoolboy star. And just just no different than that. But you come through, you waited for so long to make your first, first grade debut. And, uh, you know, you've been playing out of your skin the last couple of games. How was it? Did you find the step to first grade? What were you expected? Yeah, it was. It was a big step up from what I had been playing. But um, as much as it was a step up, the players around me were a lot better as well. So, um, yeah, as much as if I did make a mistake, I knew someone would be covering my bum. Boys, you're from such a uh, prominent family, um, you know, across the eastern suburbs and, you know, the South Sydney region. You know, you've got such great pedigree and, you know, your dad, your uncle's. Um, you know, just a great footballing family. It must have been a really proud moment, Egan. You know, Natty, a few years ago when, you know, you come into first grade and you've achieved so much. But, Egan, to see you run, I think it meant a lot to everyone on the East because so many families know your family and what it would mean. And, and what did it mean to you too? Yeah, man, meant a lot. I'd been um, going after it for a little while now and I think my mates and family were just as excited as I was 
um, when it finally did get announced. So, yeah, it meant a lot to them. And, and just seeing that reaction from my mates and, and even my family, yeah, meant a lot to me as well. Egan, cracking game on the weekend up there in Mackay. That first touch, that break straight up the middle, that was awesome. Uh, how was it up there in the heat? I heard it was pretty hot up there. Yeah, it was a bit hot. Um, yeah, I think got on in the second half, everyone was a bit gassed, which kind of helped, helped me. And then, yeah, just knew to come on and bring a bit of energy. It was in the second half, so I had plenty of time um, on the bench warming up. So I was ready to go once I could get on there. Boys, just talk us through the first 15 minutes uh, for the fans, obviously watching on TV, a lot of drop ball. What was the story with the, the error rate at the start of the game there? Yeah, well, um, that's on Rad's that. <laughs> 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 no, but, yeah, like, you know, it was so humid up there and as soon as you started running around, like even the warm-up and that, like we walked off uh, pretty drenched, just so sweaty. So, yeah, the boys at the start of the game um, – yeah, it was tough for him and it took everyone a bit to get used to. But once once we um, got over those first couple of errors in the first half, we really uh, held on to the ball for the rest of the game. Egan, back to you, mate. I'm just um, astonished at your game on the weekend. I've just got to touch on it again. Um, Sammy Walker's try off, off one of your barnstorming runs again in that second half. Coming off the bench, what what is your job? What 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 does Robbo say? that he wants you to do on the, when you come off the bench? Yeah, um, just bring plenty of speed and depends if, if I've taken off Rads, jump into that lock roll and do a bit of ball playing. But if I'm taking off uh, one of the middle boys, just get on there and make an impact. Um, and, yeah, just go hard, I guess. <laughs> go hard, go strong, hey? <laughs> that's it, that's it. <laughs> now, now, just away from football, earlier this week uh, you were nominated the Roosters representative for the Ken Stevens Award. For the fans that aren't really familiar with this award, can you give us a bit of an insight into what it's about? Uh, yeah, so I've been um, doing some work with the Boys and Girls Brigade at, at Surrey Hills. Um, they're an organisation that looks after disadvantaged families in the community. And so they put on uh, after-school uh, programs and holiday programs for the kids and the youth. And so I've just spent a bit of time volunteering um, with them playing some sport with the kids, um, just hanging out and building relationships with them. I did note Robbo said uh, he, he called you a caring guy, an honest man and, and, and a real giver. To hear that from the coach, I, I mean, it, it's quite nice. Not not a bad rap. Oh, yeah, you take him when you can from Robbo. He doesn't give him out too much. <laughs> Nat, now, look, a lot's been said and written about the departures at the club, particularly from the leaders, you know, Jake Friend, Boy Corner and the like, Luke Carey as well. Um, mate, you seem to be playing a fair bit more time this season than over the past couple, but the leadership role, you know, 2016, you were the captain of our, of our under twenties that won that amazing grand final, but have you felt, you know, have you been able to kind of ease your way into that leadership group? Is it something you've thought about? Uh, yeah, there's actually, there's been a fair few of us sort of been, um, in that second crop that's stepped up into the leadership role. So it's, uh, me, Gussie, uh, Joe Manu, Rads. Lins, you know, just sort of that that second group sort of um, coming through there. We've all sort of had to step up and and do a bit of leadership, um, say before the games with um, certain trademarks and that that, that we're going to do for for each game. And and yeah, it's you know it's something I've really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, it's also challenging at the same time. How's it challenging? Um, you know, just because you you didn't think you're a you're a leader at times. You know, obviously. Um, we 
had a lot of changes uh, this year and different players um, have left us. And, and so it is sort of upon that next crop to sort of step up and, and take the lead and take some command and, and help the load that, you know, guys like Jared, Ted, um, Isaac Liu, Siwa and that, that they've been carrying for so long. So to be able to support them and, and guide the younger boys around the field, so it's a real big honour. Speaking of Jared, he had his 250th game on the weekend. Outstanding performance for him once again. This year he's just been absolutely on fire. Any secrets there? What's he doing around the club? How, he's just he's going off. Yeah, I think, you know, a guy like Jared's really taken that role upon himself to really step up and, and to take our team forward. And to his credit, he's done an amazing job. Um, he's obviously our leader of our forward pack and, and really gets us going uh, in games. So it's just credit to him. And then, you know, in between games, just his professionalism, his attitude towards recovery and his own body, it's just uh, second to none. So he knows what it takes to get right each week. And he's done that. Boys, it'd be crazy if we didn't ask you, obviously, with everything that went on last weekend, there was games on, there was games off, and you know, you're in stage four lockdown. Is it the same or a little different from what you guys experienced last year? Nah, it's a bit, I think it's a bit different um, than last year. You can uh, kind of hang out with people at the hotel and, and get a bit of stuff done there where last year it was training and straight home and hang by yourself. So I feel like Go around, wander around the hotel, sit in the team room for me if you want and, and socialise a bit more. Uh, probably better than last year, I prefer this. Yeah, it's great that we're up here. You know, pretty grateful for the NRL and, and all the hard work they've put in behind the scenes to keep this season going and to be able to have these hubs up here. It's where, yeah, we're pretty fortunate. And so we're really making the most out of our times in between sessions, uh, really hanging out with each other and just, yeah, enjoying our company. So, so how do you fill the time? Obviously, I know you're a keen golfer, no, you can't go to the golf course. What is it? Is it kind of? I mean, what are those kind of uh, FIFA FIFA World Cup tournaments and, and other yeah, things like so that? Yeah, so a bit of FIFA going on. While all the boys brought their playstations up. Uh, a bit of Madden too. Uh, we got the ping pong in the team room and cards. Been playing cards. What games? Uh, well, 500. Yeah, five hundred for the men and presidents for the boys. <laughs> for money, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the best card player? Who's on top? I'm good. I just learned how to play poker and I've got a really good, I can read read minds and I'm well, actually a really good poker player. Him and J-Moz at 500 though, it's a terrible partnership. I think <laughs> oh. Drew and I are 10 and 0 against him. Plenty of table to talk. To poker. Well, I did like see some. on Facebook, boys, Sammy Verrills and Teddy seem to be playing a fair bit of uh, competitive uh, FIFA, FIFA World Cup or something like that. Yeah, I think Ted's just been giving it to him, though. So he's awful at it, and he keeps trying to tell us he's better than Ted. So, boys, back to the footy this weekend. Uh, we take on the Panthers, and obviously they've um, had a couple of losses in the last few weeks. Um, they're not their full strength, but they're coming back. I think they've got a few back in this weekend. What have we got to do on the weekend to get up and get the win against them? Uh, yeah, you know, I think to beat a team like Penrith, you really got to beat them in their forward pack. You know, that's a part that they've been so dominant for this year and, and what's really separated them from the rest of the comp. So most importantly to win the, the battle in the forwards and, and allow our halves and our outside backs to play off that. Well, boys, we really appreciate your time. Enjoy it up there in uh, Queensland. Play well on the weekend and uh, keep the good form. May it continue. Awesome. Thanks, Jill. Thanks, Linda.
Welcome back to Roosters Radio and Silky and Bells. What a terrific interview with the Butcher Boys and, uh, you know, all class. Yes, great young boys, the Butcher Boys, a great family around the eastern suburbs and it was great to chat with them on the podcast and um, see how they're doing up there in Queensland and good to talk a bit of footy with them. Yeah, look, I haven't spent much time with Egan, but I've always uh, enjoyed spending time with Nat. And like I said, Robbo has some really great raps on him, you know, to, to some eyes just saying he was an honest man and a, a real caregiver. I think that's quite a rap from the coach. Sure is. And, uh, you know, Robbo doesn't give him out easily or suffer fools. So you can tell that he's of good stock. And he's great to have in that leadership team, Natty Butcher. He's just someone that I think uh, really fits the Roosters' culture. He's just a really impressive young man. I mean, even getting on this podcast, he's, you know, on time, ready to go. And, you know, just a great player. And he's tough as nails. And he is a leader. Like I said in the interview, he was a captain of that 2016 team. And I just think it comes naturally that that leadership role. And, you know, it was interesting in that interview, just hearing um, a couple of the names that he tossed up that have really taken it amongst themselves to become that new leadership group, if you will. One minute they're making their debut and the next minute, you know, they're in the leadership group and, uh, you know, such is their rise. And I think we're going to see that from Egan, you know, and uh, can't wait to see his continuous development. Now, changing gears, Bells, uh, we have a game this week against the grand finalists last year. They've been a bit of a bogey side for us over the last couple of years and uh, it's still a uh, season proper game and they've got a few of their stars back to Penrith Panthers. We are going to play them at three or four stadiums uh, at this stage but it looks like it could end up being either Seabus Super Stadium on the Sunshine Coast, the Gold Coast, or they might go for Brisbane, such as the state of the NRL at the moment. So we'll wait to see what the dining is like for Nick Politis and Peter Vlandis, and they'll choose their favourite restaurant where the game will be played. Yes, well, um, we are scheduled 5.30pm on Saturday night. My latest info is Suncourt Stadium at Brisbane, so um, we'll see how that goes for Saturday night. But it is going to be a big game for the boys as you just mentioned, Bush, we've got some big names back in for Penrith. Uh, Yo, Cleary, May, Pangai Jr. is playing as well. So it's going to be a big ask for the boys up there. But um, that Bondi wall, if that turns up, we should be going okay. Yeah, look, they've got some real firepower coming back, Penrith. It's going to take a super effort from our young side to match it with the ladder leaders. Yeah, a lot of experience there in the Panthers side. But you know what? They'll rise to the challenge and we've been doing that since the injuries in Newcastle, Bells. Yes, that's right. We've been scrambling all season and we've been really doing it well. We're digging deep and it just shows the ticker and the depth that we do have in our club. Um, Even with that win on the weekend was outstanding. And I think the boys can get up there and do it again. Uh, You know, it'd be great to be on a roll on the back end of the season like this, coming into, you know, the bigger games and with more confidence. But we do know it is a young side and I, I think they're going to go well. I really do. I think, as I said a, a moment ago, defence, that Bondi wall, if we can just keep these uh, Panthers out and then Manu or Teddy can show some flair and get a few points on them. Give us a score prediction, Bells. Oh, I um, haven't been going real well lately. Uh, I think 28-24. Wow. Yep, 28-24. There's going to be a few points up there. It's warm. Yeah, fair enough. Silky, how do you see it? Well, look, I go back to the match we had earlier against Penrith in the season. It was a freezing cold night up there at the foot of the mountains. We got out to a 12-0 lead, Mm. and I think there was a couple of mistakes from our boys, and we were never back in the hunt. Look, Nathan Cleary is picked 
on the extended reserves bench. Whether he plays or not, we're not sure. But he's missed a fair bit of football. We got them last time in the middle of the origin period. They had their full complement of players. They've had a bit of a disrupted campaign you know, with Appy Coruscant and the like. So, look, there's a few players coming back. I think that works in our favour. You know, look, we're going to have to play exceptionally well and we're just going to have to keep those error, errors down, particularly the drop balls and the like. So if we can do that, I really think we can compete with them and, and give it a shake. My score prediction is going to be a tight one. I'm going to say Roosters 14, Penrith 8. Ooh. Keeping it tight. Tight and good defence. That might fall in line with the Bondi wall. I don't mind it. I'm going to go Roosters 18, Panthers 16 and a real tight one. And uh, hopefully that's on the basis that Cleary is not playing because he does not miss him. But Adam Kieran doesn't either. So Roosters 18, Panthers 16. Well, that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. We want to thank our very special guests, the one and only Egan and Nat Butcher. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East to win. win.